This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call my, our, not mine, he's mine too, but our attorney, John <laughs> Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws, 760-642-7150. Or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. You can call John yours. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, Dave. <laughs> I think right? I should, shouldn't yeah. I? Yeah. He's all he's all of ours. He is. He's such a cool dude, too. And he was and, and he's not your typical lawyer. I mean, he's like talking to a family. <laughs> he is, yeah. That's what I like about him. I like him too. So How you guys Jackson, doing? How's it going, man? Hey, Action Jackson. What's with the Z in your hair? Well, actually it's lightning bolt. Yeah. Are you a Charger fan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the right answer. Why is your seeing. mother uh Twisting her neck so bad she's going to end up with a headache. Yeah, mom says they're not a Chargers fan. Mom must be a Bronco fan. No. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Redskins. Redskins. Oh, can't say Redskins anymore. Oh, yeah. The Washington the football team. Football team. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, aren't they the generals? No, they voted against it and go back to football team again. Oh, they're back to Washington football team. I know. It's well, so dumb. It's clearly not helping their playing. Yeah, probably not. Well, I think it looks cool, Jackson. I yeah, like I do too. I'm going to do it. Bolt. Maybe I'll do it in my beard. What do you think? Nice big Z. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think of my beard? You going to get one? You'll have to start like tomorrow. Maybe, but I definitely want a mustache. You do want a mustache? You know, you'd look good with a mustache. Oddly, a beard and a mustache would make you look older, and it makes Dave look younger. I know. You guys will like meet in the middle. Well, look, you want to do like what Mike's done? You like his? You know what this is called? It's actually called a... Uh. it's called a Van Dyke. Did you know that? It is not. It's a goatee. It's a goatee. No, no yes. if I had, if there was no mustache, it'd be a goatee. But with the mustache connecting, it's actually called a Van Dyke. Is it really? Yes, sir. See, you learn something new every day. Learn folks. something new. You every thought day. it was all ammo related. So, Action Jackson, should you should fire up a Van Dyke. I think I look good on you, buddy. No, no, go with the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> but you just want a mustache, right? That's my main one. And that that would be called an Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might as well come up with your own name, right? I was yeah. talking about you this weekend. Oh? I was traveling with a car manufacturers, Toyota and <laughs> Kia, and you came up both times. Yeah, he's because Well, because I'm from California, and everybody want to know about gun laws and all that. Talk more about guns than I do about cars. Yeah, well, they're more and, interesting. Yeah, and when I told them about you, eight years old, shooting a, a fifty caliber off your hip, I mean, they were shocked. What do you think about that? You should parlay that into a free car, man. You're almost 16, right? Yeah, but, I, but we got to put little 4x4s four on the bottom of his feet so he can touch the pedals. Like in Indiana well, Jones. Mean, 
Well, technically, I'm almost nine. Oh, well, you you're halfway there. Well, I don't see we why can make it a, a two by four. Right yeah, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do we got planned for the show today? All right, a couple friend? things, real, real quick. So, fees and insurance on your rights up in San Jose. Everybody, uh, hopefully, you're aware of that. The city of San Jose has. Uh, they're going to force you to get insurance if you're a gun owner. <laughs> they're going to force you to pay twenty five bucks. It's basically a tax that they're going to turn over to some anti gun groups to teach gun safety or some kind of nonsense. Um, we have, uh, if you're a member of San Diego County Gunner, there's a big announcement. We have like a big announcement, uh, music, music, like a drum roll. Great. Okay. Uh, so we have, so if you're a member of San Diego County <laughs> Gun Owners, I shouldn't surprise them like that. I should surprise. I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, so if we, uh, uh, if you're a member of San Diego County Gun Owners, if you're a member of Orange County Gun Owners, if you're a member of Inland Empire, you are now a plaintiff on a lawsuit. Um, the, the state of California voted into law that they're going to share personal information from all gun owners um, and make it public. Basically, they're going to turn it over to, to colleges so they can study gun violence. And um, it, it's, it's really a huge violation of your of your privacy. So we partnered with Firearms Policy Coalition. Firearms Policy Coalition is an awesome organization. They've been extremely supportive. If you're not a member, if you haven't donated to them, please do. Um, obviously, if you're not a member of San Diego Orange or Inland Empire, be, become a member because then you will be a plaintiff on this lawsuit uh, against uh, this this law. So it's going to be in state court. The NRA ILA is suing them in federal court. We're suing them in state court. We're attacking them from all angles. This is a perfect example of how you can get involved. This is a perfect example of how different organizations work together for a common goal. Um, and this uh, helps us you know, be even more effective. Obviously, our focus is on getting the right people elected but uh you know when all else fails we got to be able to to sue the pants off of people so that's what we're doing so if you want uh if you want to remove some politicians pants with us join and become a member and then remember my uh hey, remember my interview with uh with john hemmerling you got a ticket didn't you I didn't, he didn't pulled you over and gave you a ticket <laughs> no i didn't get a ticket <laughs> But, uh, but. Um, amazingly, the Republican Party is still considering endorsing him to be their candidate for sheriff. Well, but whoever said the Republican Party was for Second Amendment rights? The, the Republican Party oh. always tells me they're for, Repu- for Second Amendment rights. So all hope is not lost. Don't attack the Republican Party yet. But uh, local, I'm working with, there's a lot of local leaders uh, who are, so there's this thing called the Central Committee. Uh, the Republican Central Committee, and it's everyday folks who get elected to lead the party, and they make the decisions, and they help grow the party. The Democrats have it. The Republicans have it. It's called the, the you know, different Central Committees. And there are a lot of leaders on the Central Committee who are saying, no way. I don't care what it takes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have an anti-gun sheriff as our candidate. But there are enough leaders who think it's an okay idea um, that it's still a possibility. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to vote in the next couple of weeks to see if they want this guy to be their candidate. Is that where Rhino comes in? Well, it could be. I mean, I mean, the, here's the scary part. This guy, Hammerling, is obviously anti-gun. You everybody heard the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, he just became a Republican two months ago. Um, what he was he a, before? He was not declared. Huh. So he wasn't even a Republican up until December. 
He hasn't done anything to help the party, hasn't done anything to get anybody elected, hasn't done anything to support candidates. San Diego County Gun Owners has been an amazing partner in many ways yeah. without compromising our our values. We, we know Where we agree with the Republican Party, we we help. Um, we've gotten a lot of Republicans uh, endorsed and, and elected, and we've spent resources on We've been a great partner. And they, look, there are some people in the in the leadership, in the Republican leadership, that will throw that partnership all away just so they can say they have a guy in the race, even though the guy in the race they don't necessarily agree with. But didn't he seem shocked when you questioned his his? Uh, I mean, because he seemed to me like when you said, "Well, you can't you can't be behind that." Tyrants are always shocked when you question them, you know. Um, and that's. But I mean, he just seems surprised. Like what? Why are you? Why? Well, he's in an office with some extremist, you know, Democrat, uh, anti-gun folks. Okay. He's surrounded. He's in a bubble, and I'm sure he goes to the office and they say, "Hey, you know," he says, "Hey, we took another ten guns away from people." Yeah. And they slap him on the back and say, "That's fantastic." Well, man. then why did he just go be a Democrat? Well, no, that's a good question. Because I, my theory is that there was nobody running as a Republican, so he, he saw an opportunity. I thought he'd have a. I was going to say he sent him an application. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is, um, he the other the, the two de- there are two Democrat candidates running. Oh, okay, that's why. And one of them is against gun violence restraining orders. I spoke to him today this 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 weekend about it. And the other one is is kind of neutral. They're like, hey, you know, I, I think that everything's, you know, we should they should be if they're going to be used, they should be used responsibly. But you know, we don't really need them to take guns away from criminals. They just kind of came along, and so, so they're waiting know. for the wind to blow. Well, they're just kind of going, I don't know. But he he has been a zealot when it comes yeah. to so the Republican in the race has been a zealot when it comes to a gun grabbing anti gun uh, policy. It's really yeah. a, it's you can't go by party anymore, folks. Yeah. You got to go by principle. Yeah. And with our luck. He'll probably get it. All right. Hey, don't touch that dial. Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns is up next on Gun Owners Radio FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. All right. Yeah. $65,000 for a gremlin? Yep. Yeehaw. Hey, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. What's it like having a gun shop in the middle of Beverly Hills? Jeez, I bet it's pretty fancy, but we'll find out shortly. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Make sure you are protected for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you're while you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24/7, 365 days a year, with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Listeners, get a free T-shirt when you use the code Gun Owners Radio. Sign up today. Go to uslawshield.com. Nice. Okay, if you go to beverlyhillsguns.com. You will see the one and only gun shop in all of Beverly Hills, and it's a relatively new shop. So we thought we'd have the owner come on and talk a little bit about it. Uh, Russell, are you there? Yes, sir. How you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Oh, busy as heck, brother. Busy as heck. <laughs> I'll bet. Has it been? Uh, <clears throat> first off, how long have you guys been in business? Uh, we opened in uh, July of 2020. July 2020. So what is July 2020? Is that it's that's like about right, a year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half. It was like right after COVID hit, right? 
Yeah, it was just after COVID hit, just like right in that, you know, the the uh, heat of the uh, civil unrest that uh, happened yeah. last summer. And uh, we've been packed ever since we opened up our doors. So I got to ask, are all your guns got rhinestones? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've done a few blinged out guns. We ah! did a, uh, um, a Desert Eagle dipped in 24 karat gold and, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, most of our customers, you know, still want to. You know the plain yeah. Jane, you know badass stuff. So, so you're not a, not only a gun store, you're also you you are a gunsmith. Uh, no, not personally. I mean, I do some. You well, know, not uh, you, but I mean your store and stuff like that. But uh, no, we don't do any gunsmithing. We okay. uh, send it out to most of our local partners. Gotcha, gotcha. So, what was the catalyst? What made you open up a gun shop? W- w- was it related to everything that was going on with COVID, or what were you doing before you had a gun shop in Beverly Hills? Well, I own a private security firm called Force Protection Agency, and uh, we were very busy with a lot of uh, celebrity clients, corporate CEO clients. And, and right when the pandemic hit, uh, people were starting to talk about, well, you know, how are we going to get firearms, you know, especially with the shortages and, you know, super long lines and, of course, you know, a lack of stores. And although I've wanted to be in the firearms business for a very long time, that was kind of the catalyst that really pushed me to, you know, seek, um, you know, applying for the FFL and then finding uh, a location. I've lived in Beverly Hills for passing 15 years now and never really truly thought that I could ever do it in the city. But once I started to go down that path, I realized that there was an opportunity, found a, uh, uh, a location where the, build, um, the building owner was very positive about starting that business there. And it was really my clients that kind of pushed me into it. And then once we launched, and a small group of, um, of my clients that kind of put the word out, it just exploded from there. Now, why why didn't you think you weren't? Why didn't you think you were, you'd be able to open it in Beverly Hills? You said you didn't think you'd be able to do it in the city there. But what what was what was the hesitation? Well, because traditionally, I mean, the city of Los Angeles has been shutting down uh, gun stores and ranges for about you know twenty plus years. So I actually had approached uh, uh, a location in the city of Los Angeles first, was told there's no way that we're going to uh, issue a new license. I then approached um, an unincorporated city in, or sorry, an uh, unincorporated area of Los Angeles County, and the county said there's no way that they're going to do a new license. So I really, you know, I didn't even think about my own backyard just because I truly never even thought that it'd be even possible. And then when I approached the PD, which is, who uh, issues uh, a regulatory permit for a firearm store? They were actually incredibly excited. Wow! And I just truly, you know, I just never even thought of it. You, uh, usually, um, it's and, the city and, council. Yeah. Usually, it's the, the you got to go through city hall, but you, you had to go through the PD. So, you think that helped? I mean, was the city council uh, uh, helpful or discouraging, or just kind of it? Just it, neither. You know, it just kind of went through. <laughs> Well, how the city of Beverly Hills' bylaws work for firearms businesses, it is done through the PD. Mm. And I think that that was the saving grace, because uh, as of now, if I started today and the rules were a city council approval, it would have never happened. That's interesting. Uh, but, and I don't know whether going forward, perhaps the city might change their rules to make it uh, city council approval to start a new store. But it was truly through the PD, and when I uh, and when I approached them, and they were like a gun shop, you know, in our town that we can go to as well, and you guys can you can supply us. Fantastic! They signed off, and it was it was a pretty easy process. Not 
in a million years would I have believed somebody tell me I'm going to open up a gun store in Beverly Hills. Well, but now that he says it, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? Well, it is. You know, because uh, I agree with you. But I, when you first hear it, yeah. it's like, yeah, right. But then he says it, and I'm thinking, well, gosh, there had to have been. Because there's a lot of really wealthy people. And, and, and they got a lot of wealthy stuff. And they got a lot of wealthy stuff. Yeah, they got stuff yeah. that wealthy people have. Yeah. And, you know, they have hobbies that only wealthy people can do. Because, you know, shooting's not exactly the, the cheapest in wow. the world. So, but it seems so obvious now that he says it. But so, that's amazing. Were you worried about? Uh, uh, first off, let's 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 back up. What do you think that the county and city of LA and some of these other cities that by not allowing gun shops is that having a positive effect on on crime? <laughs> that's the right um, answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's the right I mean, answer. Yeah, I, I mean it's it, it's absolutely. I mean, ridiculous. Our new woke superhero, George Gascon, is basically the biggest marketing partner that I could have ever had. Uh, I mean, he sells the guns for me. Um, it, it, I mean, we're just in this unprecedented time where we're shutting down people's ability to protect themselves yeah. while we're giving every criminal in the, you know, in the county every free pass yeah. that they can have. And I'm just so grateful to uh, Beverly Hills PD and to my customer base and to everyone that supported our shop because, honestly, we're terrified. I mean, the city of Beverly Hills, so many residents come into my store absolutely terrified. Most people aren't just looking for another gun. They're looking for their first gun. Wow. And so many clients lately are 60, 65, 70 years old saying, I've never thought about gun ownership. I've never even dreamed about having a gun. In fact, I've hated guns my entire life. Now I need a gun because of what's going on outside. Well, there's no social science, there's no criminal science behind the idea that fewer gun shops and fewer gun dealers equals uh, you know, less crime. So this has nothing to do with being effective. This is entirely... Um, what do they call it? Virtue signaling, right? Doesn't that feel like you know? Oh, we're going to shut down gun shops. They're, it's just virtue signaling. It has absolutely nothing to do with 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 real science or keeping people safe. Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's truly no science behind it. And when you start talking about feelings, you know, and emotions, when you know, just kind of your woke statements. Now, my customer base are actually talking about their true feelings. Um, which are we're terrified. Yeah. And now that you're, you know, these people that they voted for are now destroying our cities, you know, and our counties. People are rushing to buy the things that they've always demonized because now they know that's the only true thing that's going to protect them. So your DA was a big sales guy. He helped you sell guns. What about your sheriff? Now that you can get CCWs in LA County, has that been a, a driving force too? Uh, for sales, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the the only one thing that I can say, and I mean, I definitely support our sheriff. I've met him several times. I've been to several of uh, his fundraisers. I do believe, though, that the program was a little, um, you know, skewed because unlike uh, Ventura County, Orange County, San Diego County, Ventura County, and Riverside County, that all use a website company called permidium.com Permidium. to yeah. Submit their applications online. 
uh, our sheriff chose to go the paper route. Yeah. And now that he's in the tens of thousands of applications, I know. Now that three month process has turned into a twelve month process. Don't worry. And um, I, I, it's he's okay. So there's a lot of good news coming. First off, if you're if any anybody's interested in the process. Uh, there's actually we put up a website lacountygunowners.com if you if you want to drive people there and it kind of walks them through the the paperwork because it is different than Permidium. Permidium is an excellent product and you're right they use it all over Southern California. But the other thing is LA County is they they were at a uh, a symposium last year that we we help sponsor. I have a feeling you're going to see them sign on with Permidium very soon. Um, they, they the sheriff we've interviewed him he's definitely interested in, in you know the success of the program. Um, but San Diego, we didn't have Permidium right off the bat either. Uh, San Diego County Gun Owners actually helped introduce Permidium to uh, the San Diego Sheriff's Department. They implemented it. It was kind of a, you know, we had to take two steps back, you know, uh, but, you know, to in order to move forward. But once they got it rolling, um, you know, it goes really, really well. So I, I agree. It's too bad. It, you know, they, it, it's, they, they could have gotten it right right off the bat, but at least they're issuing, right? That's pretty exciting. Oh, 100%. And definitely, I mean, I would say more than 50% of our clients are coming in purely to either get a CCW-sized firearm or to ask for some kind of assistance in filling out uh, the CTW application. So That's definitely awesome. the sheriff's program has been a, uh, you know, a big success for, uh, you know, I mean, just for our customers in general and just for the entire population of Los Angeles County. So Beverly Hills isn't, I mean, it's a, it's a very wealthy community, but it's not a huge city, right? It's, it's not. Oh no, it's not very big at all. No. Yeah, it's not very big at all. Not a huge pop by population. Um, I'm assuming that you must be uh, drawing people from from all over L.A. County. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, we have people even coming down from Ventura County. We've had people come up from Orange County. Um, uh, and obviously, I mean, because of our geographical location and lack of gun stores on the west side of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I mean, we have people coming from Malibu, Santa Monica, Brentwood, Bel Air, Hollywood Hills over, uh, uh, you know, up uh, in the Valley for people that are just looking for more of that personalized experience. I mean, the, the one thing that we proud ourselves on is, 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 you know, is, is giving people more personal attention. We're not really a store per se. It's more of a service. So when people are used to going to more of your box yeah. gun stores and it's very impersonal and you just, you know, people aren't really that there to, take care of you personally well, that's a big difference well brentwood in particular i gotta tell you if you're in brentwood you know especially if you're a woman or a waiter you better get a gun because it's a dangerous uh community for you come on russell it's a boutique <laughs> it's it is? a boutique it yes. is it is right <laughs> all right we're gonna, and he has lattes too yeah he's sticking with us we're gonna talk to him on this all show. right yeah don't go anywhere folks we got more coming out of russell right here on gun owners radio fm 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, selling your home can really feel overwhelming but you know it doesn't have to be that way all you need to do is hook up with scott vincent from coldwall banker royal realty send uh scott vincent is the perfect guide to help you sell or buy your home 
Scott has also been a second San Diego County gun owner board member from the start. So if you're moving, let fellow Second Amendment supporter and real estate broker Scott Vinson help you sell your home and find your new home anywhere in the United States. Call them today at 619-948-2459. Tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. That's Scott at 619-948-2459 or online online at scottvinson.com. That's V-I-N-S-O-N. All right, back to with Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns. So what, uh, I mean, tell us about your, your, your clientele. I mean, there's probably some folks that you don't, you know, you, without, I don't know. If you can name if you names. you got any movie stars I know, coming right? in, that's if, what you want to hear. If you can't name names, that's fine. But tell us a little bit about the clientele. What types of folks are coming in? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, we've had quite a few celebrities and, and uh, you know, real estate moguls and film producers and and finance people i mean like which is pretty much just the demographics of the city but you know we've also had a lot of just normal folks that i mean because obviously in the city of beverly hills i mean not, not everyone's famous and super wealthy and but i mean i think this is probably the most surprising stat of the last three to six months has been people over 70 and people under 25 mm. uh, um, have just been a very, very large influx of very young gun owners who have typically grown up in this more, you know, woke kind of liberal, you know, city and, and you know, and mindset who are now kind of going, hey, maybe I've played Call of Duty, but I've never really thought about owning a gun myself. So we've been having a lot of young 21-year-old and 22-year-old people, especially women, especially girls. I mean, we've had a lot of young girls who have come in saying, I just got my first apartment and, or, or I'm going to college and these shootings and these watch robberies and these follow home invasions scare the crap out of me and I need to get a gun. And, uh, you know, which has been great for me just because I've been able to, you know, try and help people kind of get into the gun community who, you know, would have never felt comfortable going into a large store where they just be kind of treated like a number, you know, and I've been able to kind of take the time to sit down with these people, especially the young ones. And of course, I mean, seeing a, you know, a 75 year old woman coming in after a a miss uh, Jacqueline Avon got murdered uh, in her Mm -hmm. home in uh, in Beverly Hills a few months ago, having a 75 year old woman come into my shop, terrified, like literally saying the cops can't afraid for her life. Mm -hmm saying that the cops can't help me, and even if they arrest the guy, he's going to be back out on the street in five minutes because of our woke freaking DA. I need a gun. And to see the fear in some grandmother's eyes coming into my shop for the first time, it's gut-wrenching. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, I'm not just a shop. I mean, sometimes I'm almost like a therapy session because I have this, this like, one-on-one experience with the customer who can come in and, and we're not just trying to sell them guns. We're trying to get them the solutions to how they're feeling. So Russell, and, let me, let, let me ask you this. Uh, what is the percentage of them that accept training after the purchase of the gun? Oh, I mean, 99%. Oh, okay. Now that, now that being said, how many of them actually follow through with mm. picking up that phone and booking that training I mean, we're just a small boutique shop, so we don't have a range. 
Right. Um, although I've been I've been going down that road to try and open a live fire range in the city of Beverly Hills. That particular business needs city council approval, mm. and that has been met with a absolute brick wall. <laughs> um, so uh, have, have I was you, just at Shot Show last week. Yeah. I was looking at some more of like the digital shooting solutions oh, that are out idea. there to try and maybe build something of that nature, just so people can learn the fundamentals, you know, without needing to actually go out to you know a big range. Um, but training is crucial. You know, I mean, we talk about it as much as we can. We try and do as much of, you know, of the rudimentary stuff in the shop, but obviously without that training and without that will to go out and train, we're going to have a public safety emergency. And that is what I have tried to push to the city council and say, look, wokeism has created people to buy these guns, but wokeism cannot stand in the way of keeping them safe by training. Now, have you had any, like, pushback from the public have you had any like you know group of people protest or anything like that or has it all been fairly positive i gotta tell you one thing it has been shockingly positive good back when i first went down this road even my wife um said to me you know we're gonna get hate you know we're gonna have you know people alienated you know like totally alienate us yeah. i'm not gonna get invited to things because we're gonna be the gun family and i you know and you know that definitely crossed my mind, too. I can tell you right now, it was the complete opposite. That's awesome. I, I mean, we had people coming out of the woodwork who literally just said, thank you so much, because now we actually have a place where we can be ourselves. That's I mean, awesome. I people that is. stop into the shop just to talk. Yeah. Just to simply say, I can feel comfortable because I can't talk about guns with my neighbor or my business colleagues. Because as soon as I say the word gun, then I'm a Trump-loving alt-right, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I can come into this shop, and I can be myself. And this, I can talk doesn't this make that. you want to drive up there and go look at this place? I am going to drive up there and go look at that place. I'll tell you. Seriously, you and I are going to sit down and talk. Yeah, but you can't go in the Jeep. That thing gets terrible fuel miles. I've done it before. I've driven that Jeep to Vegas and back. Hey, so, <laughs> the uh, Russell, the the you know, have you run into anybody who... How do I, you know, somebody that's famous and maybe they're famously Alec Baldwin. Nah, not Alec Baldwin. So they're famously anti gun, but they come and, and they buy from you? Yes. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I actually had one gentleman Hypocrite. who I literally said to him, I said, you have no idea what it would mean, not just to the gun community, yeah. but to the public safety minded community at large, if you would stop with your social media BS. And just simply say, yeah, I own a gun. I might not be out there stumping for the NRA, but I can at least admit mm. that gun ownership is, the, you know, is the amendment that comes after the one that allows me to spew all this crap on my social media. What was so, his? What was his? Yeah, what response? was his response? I mean, honestly, he put his head down and was just like, "I wish I could." Oh, uh, coward! So, oh yeah, have I mean, you? It was, it was pathetic. <laughs> I'm going to charge him $20 more. It was 100 Good, man. <laughs> it really does seem, when COVID hit and then right after that, the uh, you know the mostly peaceful protests <laughs> hit, um, it seems like that real world, you know, hey, you might be on your own. You know, mm -hmm. hey, you, you, there's real danger at your doorstep. It, it's, it cut right through kind of the, the, the rhetoric, it, BS. And people just said, hey, you know what? <laughs> this mm -hmm. is real now. I really have to take care of myself. Yeah. And a, a firearm really is the most effective tool to do that. Mm. And people on, on all over the spectrum, uh, you know, we were getting uh, 
you know, inquiries from, you know, yoga instructors and, you know, and we, we, we interviewed a pro gun vegan a couple of weeks ago. It really has expanded beyond kind of the stereotypical duck dynasty, uh, you know, uh, looking people that they, they try to make us all, you know, seem like we are. Do you think that that was a big part of it? Well, I, I mean, I think that was a massive part of it. I mean, yeah. just in the city of Beverly Hills, I mean, I mean, this is Beverly Hills. Like, this is the palm tree and can and, and fancy car and shopping. People don't think of 5,000 Antifa on the streets with, you know, California National Guard tanks with three different jurisdictions of law enforcement in our city, as well as our SWAT team and our bomb squad and our canine units, all out on commercial streets and, you know, uh, and residential streets, because we've got people saying, eat the rich, burn down their homes, we're going to break in and kill all of you. And they're going, holy crap. I mean, it was literally the biggest wake-up call ever in this city, where people were starting to come into the shop going, well, I mean, I just don't need a gun. What do I need if, if 500 people try and break into my home and burn my house down? I mean, so it was such a wake-up call beyond, you know, like beyond belief that, that even the politicians had to stop for a second and go, yeah, we're not, pre- like, we're not prepared for this. I mean, we cannot come and help you if, if we have another civil unrest, which everyone believes that that is coming. Every single one of my customers has come in and said, gosh, look, like wait until midterms come. Yeah. And, it, you know, if the, I mean, if the Republicans oh, get the long. house back. And, well, of course not. But, I mean, the, well, this is the conversations that people are having every single day is we know it's coming back. Well, here's an idea. We know civil unrest. Is Maybe coming. if they stopped making political contributions to groups that fund these groups like Antifa that come into the town right, and threaten right. them and take that political contribution and buy a gun from you, uh, you know, things will be a little bit better off. So maybe. you may have already mentioned this. I had to get up and leave for a second. But with the fact that you do have your gun boutique in Beverly Hills, do you think that's sent a message to the snatch and grab crooks that, uh-oh, we have a gun store in, in our, our midst? Maybe the people in these other stores are armed. Uh, I I would hope so, but no, I don't believe that. I I believe that that the smash and grab uh, 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 criminals and the ones that are stealing all the watches Mm -hmm. and the cars and doing the fall home uh, 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 invasions, they are completely um, inspired by George Gascon. And they know that no matter what, if they get caught, they're right back on the street. I uh, heard a story from um, two of my uh, Beverly Hills PD friends that they caught two guys that pulled a gun on somebody and they arrested him, sent him downtown. And three days later, they arrested them for something else going, how do these guys back out in, you know, 72 hours? I still don't understand you know? how so he when gets these, away with that. It, it, it's crazy. So our citizenry are, are definitely more concerned about that. And I do not believe for a heartbeat that my store has put any fear into these people at all when their biggest sponsor of George Gascon is basically empowering them to feel, you know, completely like Superman. Wow. Hey, so have you heard of San Diego County Gun Owners or Orange County Gun Owners? Have you heard of our organization before? Absolutely, yes. Awesome. At some point, I'd really like to come up and talk to you. We're, we're working very hard to launch L.A. County Gun Owners. And uh, I got to tell you, it sounds like you may have uh, created a foothold 
So maybe you and I can sit down and have a have a cup of coffee and a sandwich and chat. No, lunch. They got good food in Beverly Hills. Yeah, well, I don't know if I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he staying or going? Lobsters on me. What? Awesome. All right, I'll, I'll I'll be in touch, man. Is he staying or going? No, he's going. Great right. interview. Absolutely, Russell. You hang in there, stay strong, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. So you like shooter with mark Wahlberg. uh technically have you seen that that movie oh no not yet oh you haven't seen it yes you have mark Wahlberg. you know mark Wahlberg. Uh, he limps the same way no matter what movie he's in (laughs) you'll have to check that out he does you gotta watch it he just limps the same way i don't care where he gets shot anyway hey folks this is oh yeah i've already done that i tried to do that one well i was so excited about going to beverly hills yeah you got to, most companies wants a lot of money for your marketing. Well, the reason why is because they don't have a clear message. So you are wasting money on your website, your social media, your advertising. And if you don't have a clear, easy to understand message, well, guess what? Sage tree gets it since 2005. Sage tree has been helping companies clarify their message and connect with customers. Connect them or contact them today and learn about the proven systems to help you get better. Return on investment from your marketing dollars. Go to sagetree.com and learn a whole lot more. So I haven't, uh, you, you, so you're gonna, you downloaded Red Dawn? Is that what you did? Yes, I did. I'm so excited. When are you going to watch? Uh, probably tomorrow night since when, I'm going to be home. And you haven't seen it since like the Reagan administration? Well, I haven't seen it since it came out, you know. Because I went, I went to the theater to watch it. You saw that in the theater. Yeah, I think I was, I think I was Jackson's age when it came out. So I don't, I don't know if mom let me go to the most violent movie ever made when I was eight years old. Yeah, but I, I'm, re- I mean, I, I literally, I was just flicking through the stations, you know, and I, was, I always go to Turner Classic Movies. Not a plug, but I just like that station. And it said Red Dawn. I could not believe it. I went, I almost called you. Yeah. So I immediately. Uh, recorded it so we really should you know you can rent out these movie theaters we, i know you should have should. a san diego county gun owners red dawn party party movie movie screening. watch screening. screening screening and you come dressed as your favorite <laughs> actor i like that i thought you would who uh if you're listening what do you think about that would you go to that jackson yeah yeah but you've never seen red dawn have you not yet not yet you he, haven't even seen mark for Wahlberg it. yet you like mark Wahlberg? I like Michael. He's a good guy. Yep. So if you're listening right now and you want San Diego County Gun Owners to organize a screening for Red Dawn, uh, rent out a movie theater, just have a bunch of, you know, private event, just San Diego County Gun Owners members, Mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Email us. If you're watching on YouTube, say something in the comments, and let's see how much support we get. And we can find a really classic uh, theater, you know, not like the ones down in Parkway Plaza or anything like that. I, I'm sad that Landmark uh, Ken Theaters uh, went away. I know. Yeah, that, that was my favorite place. Yeah, Wouldn't that have was, been perfect? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. My favorite part was the uh, there was a seat that's uh, right uh, where the column is where they're showing the projector, so you can't see a thing, so you have to 
lean to the right. Or that's lean where to you the would left. sit? No, I just love that seat. I don't know why they would put that there, but you know, it's still an iconic theater anyway. What about, so. there's a really iconic theater in Coronado, in downtown Coronado. That'd oh, be, that's right. That'd, yeah. That'd, that'd be perfect. One. I wonder what they would charge. <laughs> a lot more, but that's all right. It's worth it. It's worth it. I've, I've seen we get a, a sponsor. I saw a movie there. It we can get a neat. sponsor. <clears throat> that's true. We could. And you can meet Action Jackson. Yeah. And his dog. And his dog. Chase. Spot. Yeah. And his dog, Spot. <laughs> it's Chase, not Spot. It's, it's Jake. No, no Chase. Chase. Oh, Chase. Like the bank. Oh, my God. Can I get money out it of is kind of, Yeah, I like the bank. I have a card. No. I, just don't know where, I just don't know where to put it. He doesn't look like he's got any money on him. He doesn't have any yes, pockets. Yes, he does. He's dressed better than you. He's, well, that's not hard. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about gun violence restraining orders. I really wanted to explain to people. I've been getting a lot of questions. Yeah, because I don't think anybody totally understands. Yeah, you know, why? Why are they bad? You know, and the well, reason, and what is it? Well, the reason it's so confusing for people is the people like John Hammerling who support them. They only give examples of like they'll say, "Hey, you know, there was this violent criminal, right? Right, who did something you know horrible with a gun." And so we issued a gun violence restraining order and took his gun away. And everybody looks at that example and says, what's wrong with that example? Yeah, that's exactly what you should have done. So the problem is, that's not the problem. <laughs> you didn't need a gun violence restraining order in order to take a gun away from a violent uh, criminal. Um, you just take it. Well, and they have done that for, for decades. If someone's mm-hmm. you know a violent criminal and they broke the law, you know, law enforcement has never had a problem taking firearms away. It's not like that wasn't possible before they invented gun violence restraining orders. Mm-hmm. They invented gun violence restraining orders three, four, five years ago. And what it does is it lowers the standard for taking a firearm away. Mm-hmm. So right now you got to be, you know, violent criminals, you know, you're committing a crime, that sort of thing. With a gun violence restraining order, um, you just have to, you know, accuse somebody. You know, hey, my, uh, my, my soon-to-be ex husband is uh you know threatening me or my soon-to-be ex-wife is threatening me which is a real scenario my soon-to-be ex-wife yeah. I, I actually spoke to that woman go straight to him take his gun <laughs> yeah, there's no evidence there's just you know his word against hers and she actually got arrested spent a night in jail they took her guns away she had to get a lawyer she had to go to court it was a mess and so what they're doing is they're using these gun violence restraining orders pretty much as a standard procedure and the reason they're doing that is they're trying to normalize them. But that was never the intention. The intention was that they were red flag laws. Now, what that means is, you know, you've heard that term, mm-hmm, red flag laws? Mm-hmm. A red flag is, hey, you know, this person is showing, you know, some kind of uh, warning sign. That's what a red flag is. It's a warning sign. Um, so they were trying to figure out, okay, if somebody's, you know, showing some kind of warning sign, how, how can we uh, prevent them from, from, you know, causing harm on somebody? Mm-hmm. So it was never intended to, to use these on criminals because there was no purpose. You could already take guns away from criminals. So what they're doing is they're just using it every time. Every time they want to take a gun away, someone's that committed was, a crime. It was an easy excuse. Let's just do it. Yeah, issue it, issue it, issue it. So now it's become standard practice. So out of 100 instances, you know, 90 of them are going to be violent criminals. Right. But they could already take guns away from yeah. violent criminals. So, But the 10... Yeah. Are, it's like Are, somebody posted a Facebook exactly. meme. Or, so if you belonged mm-hmm. to U.S. Law Shield, yeah. would that be something that they would uh, cover? Defend you against? Yes. 
they would they would defend U.S. Law Shield defends against uh, then it, then in my world ten dollars a month or whatever it is ten eleven dollars a month is well worth insurance as a gun owner now and now let's take a look at that U.S. Law Shield defends if you've been in you know some kind of red flag law they take your guns away right red U.S. Law Shield does not defend criminals. So if you're a criminal, you go rob a bank with a gun, they're not going to defend you. Well, I don't care about the criminal. I'm talking about me. I know, but that's proof positive of what I'm saying. Yeah. That the these red flag they laws, the gun it. violence restraining orders, they're they're taking guns away from people who haven't committed crimes. So you know? my my feeling is if I feel like I'm a law abiding citizen tomorrow morning, which I already belong, but I would join I mean, especially if maybe you're in a relationship that's not going well. I mean, it just well, is protection. If you're, listen, if you're a gun owner, uh, and especially if you're a CCW holder. And you don't have that? you got to have some kind of product. U.S. Law Shield, um, you know, they're one of our sponsors. They're fantastic. Price is um, right. Price is right, absolutely. They helped the guy in Texas at the church? Yes, they did. You know, we never heard a peep out of that case. You notice that? Because they squashed it. <laughs> Funny thing, because yeah. they squashed it. Look what ten dollars will get you. So when people ask, when the people wonder, like, well, gee, why are we so against gun violence restraining orders? When every example I've seen given, you know, there, there, it's some violent criminal. Yeah, we want to take guns away from violent criminals. Without a doubt, they're dangerous. We San Diego County gun owners represents sane, trained, law-abiding right. gun owners. But the problem is, gun violence restraining orders have have lowered. The, uh, the minimum requirements mm-hmm. so that they can now take them away from people that haven't committed a crime. And once that and happens, dangerous. getting them back and getting out of that quagmire is even worse. If you have a gun violence restraining order against you, minimum five ten thousand $10,000. Yeah. And you got to get an attorney, you got to go to court. Yeah, see, that's where you minimum. Minimum. So I think I'm going to put that in the commercial. I, I, I thought that's a good idea. But it's not flag part flag. of that. I mean, mm-hmm. just yeah, I'm a script writer. <laughs> so when when we're all fired up here, when people are going, hey, look, uh, you got this guy. He's talking about, um, you know, John Hammerling. He's talking about, uh, 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 you know, being a. I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm a Marine. I'm a Republican. And we go, wait a minute, this guy's anti-gun. He has been feverishly mm-hmm. uh, expanding the gun violence restraining order program so that it has become what it was never what it was never sold to be. I think it was always intended to be this. But they sold it and said, hey, look, we're just trying to stop, you know, mass shooters. You know, we're just trying to stop people that are, you know, giving us uh, uh, signs, giving us red flags that they're going to go, you know, do something horrible and shoot up a bunch of people. But now they're just they're just it's just turning into standard practice. Mm -hmm. And people who didn't commit a crime, uh, people are using them, uh, you know, they're weaponizing them and Mm -hmm. using them against roommates and, Mm -hmm. you know, people they disagree with and that sort of thing. Wow. So we can't stand for that. We just can't. We got to go, wait, 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 wait. We put a bunch of trust Mm -hmm. in government, and again, it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. So we can't allow this to happen, especially somebody who has been such a zealot when it comes to uh, gun violence training order. And again, the other two candidates in the race, Dave Myers is against them. He said it's, he described it as political Dave's running again? Dave Myers running again. Kelly Martinez uh, is basically, you know, like, hey, they they should be. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but they should be closely scrutinized. But basically, brought up the point that they've kind of turned into this, you know, standard practice tool, you know. Mm. So uh, when and, and here you have the Republican in the race who's basically saying, look, we need to expand these all over the place, and they're a good idea. And then on our show says, not only they're a good idea, they're good for gun owners. We cannot stand. No, for that. no, no, no. 
So I wanted to clarify that on gun violence. I'm glad you did because it 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 was it's complicated. It's not well. It is. It's not easy. And that's where this you know coming up with U.S. Law Shield kind of popped into my head. I'm thinking, well, shoot, here's one way to keep a few dollars in your pocket. That's right. All right. Coming up next. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Mark Moiser. Mark Moiser? Yeah, he's he's filing a lawsuit oh, up that's in uh, San right. Jose. All right, well, this is Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. folks welcome back to gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer well san jose recently passed laws requiring gun owners to pay a fee and get liability insurance can you believe that well we're going to be battling that throughout so i just want you folks to know that just in case you missed it in the first uh, segment but right now prmi mortgage primaries.com slash alpine are you in the military? Are you looking for help with a VA loan? Or if you're just looking to buy, refi, or maybe you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our logo mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just primeres.com slash alpine. So our next guest we've spoken to before. Mm-hmm. You remember he's running for U.S. Senate in California, Dave, and he was the guy that came back and we had him on right. to talk about the uh, yeah the voter integrity. Great guy, great interview. Uh, Mark Moiser, he's uh, a candidate for U.S. Senate uh-huh. uh, Senate, and he's also an attorney who is going to sue the pants off of San Jose <laughs> and their new anti-gun, uh, anti-privacy tax hike. Mm-hmm. Um, debacle of a public policy so we wanted to have mark on the show to talk about it mark how you doing man he's not there no i'm trying to reach him sorry he's not there he's out canvassing all right he's trying to generate more votes (laughs) i thought he was there no you just didn't hear you didn't have your cans on oh my apologies all right well so but but you know so here's what it's gonna take that's what it's gonna take guys like him it is what the most offensive thing about this whole policy is is that it's, only it's not so much i mean the insurance is bad that you have to buy the uh, private insurance um the liability insurance from a, like a homeowner's insurance company something like that That's, are they gonna sell that no it's they they want to they're they're having private uh, industry uh, uh sell it but you have to have it and it's kind of weird you have to have it but there's no there doesn't appear to be any consequence to not having it and what's your deductible well it depends on the private company 
And yeah. what what private company in their right mind would sell this? It's just, it's liability insurance. It's, it exists. It well, exists. I know it exists. I mean, I carry a million dollars when I drive cars around. I mean, I carry that just to protect myself. But yeah. So it, this would just basically, they'd have to make sure that it, it covers, you know, uh, firearms and, you know, that sort of thing. If you were an insurance company, would this be something you couldn't wait to sell? <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we'll ask Mark. We'll ask Mark. Mark, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Good. I, I told you you're out canvassing. That That's pretty close to what I was doing. <laughs> Well, it's good to have you back on. Congratulations on your on your lawsuit. What uh, uh, what do you think? What, uh, what what was the catalyst? Well, I mean, let, let's let's go back and review the timeline. Uh, starting uh, well, they start back in August when the city of San Jose first proposed this crazy, wacky, mandatory insurance provision and fees and all that kind of stuff, and they told the city attorney, go, go draft us an ordinance. And uh, my client had us send a very nasty demand letter saying, you know, if you do this, this is unconstitutional. Here's all the reasons why it's unconstitutional. And if you do this, we will sue you. Well, last week we were, uh, we, we heard through the grapevine that they were actually going to do it this Tuesday. So on Tuesday, the city council of San Jose passed an ordinance where they are mandating gun owners buy insurance that basically is there to, uh, to help the city recover its costs for crimes committed by people who were breaking the law. But, you know, that's just, you know, that's just the city of San Jose, you know, there. But in addition to that, they also mandate that all gun owners pay a uh, fee, not to the city of San Jose to recover costs of administrating this new ordinance, but to a nonprofit that is basically going to go out there and promote uh, anti-gun speech. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we knew that we, we saw that this was coming, and so uh, they passed this on Thursday night, and within an hour of them passing it, we had a lawsuit on file. We wanted Good. to make a very clear statement to them that. Uh, you know what? We're not going. This is this is too far. I mean, this violates First Amendment speech. Call you know, unions can't compel speech. You know, the bar association can't compel speech, and the city of San Jose can't compel gun owners to uh, promote nonprofits that are going to give speech that's contrary to their belief. It violates the Second Amendment, and it, it doesn't just violate the Second Amendment. What it does is it puts a tax on a fundamental constitutional right. And that particular issue has take, been taken up by the United States Supreme Court back in the 70s where the state of Minnesota put a tax that was only applicable on newspapers. And the Supreme Court said, when you are targeting a First Amendment activity, it is going to be unconstitutional. It's one thing to have a sales tax that everybody has to pay. But when you have a tax directed at a group of people exercising a constitutional right, it is unconstitutional. And so, well, uh, Mark, let me ask you: is it is it is it a fair comparison? Is it an accurate comparison to uh, compare that tax to a poll tax? I, I I've had many people uh, say that. I mean, that ultimately, what a poll why a poll tax got struck down was because it was a tax upon a fundamental right of, uh, you know, of voters. Yeah. Uh, so 
whether it's taxing voters on their ability to vote, whether it's tax, you know, whether it's taxing uh, newspapers, whether it's taxing gun owners. It doesn't matter when the tax is directed at those people exercising constitutional rights. The, the Supreme Court jurisprudence is long uh, that is not going to be upheld. Yeah, and we're not talking about a little bit of money. Now, it sounds like, well, gee, 25 bucks that's not going to break the bank to anybody. But 20, there are 55,000 gun owners in San Jose, uh, nearest nearest count, uh, most accurate count that, that people can tell. 55,000 times 25, that's, what? what is that, like $1.3 million they're looking to fund. $1.3 million. And it goes to a nonprofit, and I guarantee you those nonprofits are going to find ways to funnel that money back into the campaigns of the candidates who are directing who gets who, which nonprofit gets that thing. Plus, I don't know any, I mean, unless they were talking about gun safety, I don't know anybody that's truly teaching gun safety except for, you know, uh, organizations like NRA and CRPA and our organization. Um, you know, and I, and I guarantee you, your organizations aren't going to be getting exactly. That you know, their version of gun safety is going to be, you know, the anti-gun groups who just want, you know, get rid of your guns. It's not true gun safety. It's not, you know, learning how to properly use one so that you know how to. You know what I mean? It's so it's very very partisan. It's very very political. There's it doesn't see. There's no sincerity in this. This all just seems to be a, a harassment campaign because they don't like gun owners. No, no, it's not that they don't like gun owners. They don't like the Constitution of the United States of America. You know, why are, you know, the Second Amendment is really what separates the United States of America from almost every other democracy or republic. And I understand the United States of America is a constitutional republic, but we have that Constitution protects our rights of gun, which is supposed to help us in uh Keeping tyrants honest. Let's put it that way. Right. So if this is and this is more than a, if you guys have been involved in in similar cases or you know this seems like it's it's right up your alley. But is is there is there any other? I, this is a fairly new uh, program. I don't. I, there's not really a, a precedent that's been set that's that's terribly similar as far as uh, taxing gun ownership. Um, you guys are. It's going to be pretty groundbreaking, right? This is. Uh, you know, the the left is always constantly trying to push the envelope. This is new, the, the concept of taxing uh, gun owners, you know, requiring them to own insurance. You know, it's, you know, it, it's just a crazy world of leftist ideology. And ultimately what they're trying to do is destroy fundamental constitutional rights. Because if they can destroy the Constitution... Then they get to move to their totalitarian, socialistic, communistic form of government. They're going every single way to try to get rid of this Constitution. I've never seen anything like it. Hey, guy, it was really great having you on. I'll let you get back out start canvassing, and we'll talk to you down the road. Okay, thanks for having me. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 
The editor of our favorite magazine, Ian Harrison, is next. Actually, our favorite magazine is Recoil. I know. It sounds like... Let me play. The editor of Recoil, our favorite magazine, Ian Harrison, is next. Well, but before we do that with our multitasking mic, America's Shooters is the newest gun shop in San Diego and Gun Owners Radio's newest show sponsor. If you're looking for a great gun shop for any of your firearm needs, go visit American Shooters. Tell Ernie you heard about them on Gun Owners Radio. They have a great selection of new and used and consigned firearms. Visit American Shooters at 1464 Graves Avenue, off the Bradley exit in El Cajon. I figure if we're talking to the editor of a magazine, Mm -hmm. Ian, I better get that right, you know? Well, there goes your subscription. (laughs) I think you're doing a great job so far. Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I don't want any of my modifiers to be dangling. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks. Yeah. I just uh, got back from uh, an overnight camping trip in the desert where I was shooting 80-year-old guns out of 500 yards and drinking marvelous scotch whiskey. So a uh, pretty good weekend all in. Wow. So did you pack pack it in and pack it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's my first hour of radio. It's an off-road show, and I just want to make sure. Because we have cleanups. Oh, my Lord. You would not believe the trash we take out of the desert. Good. Good for you guys. Yeah, I always make a point of making sure that it's in a better shape than I, when I leave and when I arrive. I liked you before. I like you more now. <laughs> what was the coolest gun you guys shot? Uh, I shot, let's see, um, I shot my uh, Leonfield number 4 Mark 1, uh, which was made in 1941. Wow, that's awesome. Um, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, next time you go, you got to take Mike because he has a Jeep. I got I got a Jeep. I like whiskey. I like guns. What how, market you ask Why for? didn't my phone ring last it's week? It's lifted. It's Not lifted. That <laughs> That's cool. That sounds. And you were at Shot too, right? Didn't you go to Shot Show? Yeah. How was yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's just a little over a week ago since uh, Shot Show wrapped up. How was it? Uh, Shot Show was kind of like the Curate's Egg, if you know what I mean. It was good in parts, <laughs> and uh, I know it all depends on what perspective you're coming at it from. If you were one of the vendors and one of the exhibitors there, I'm pretty sure that uh, guys are very noticing uh, it, it, the, some of the, the reduced traffic. Mm. But I think foot traffic was down to about 35 to 40% of what it was in, in years past. Was that, you think, um, is that COVID-related, or what do you think is happening? Yeah, I think it's a combination of COVID and the Great Reset in that people are looking at their return on investment. Yeah, I've heard that. Being a shot show is a huge, huge chunk of change. And I think uh, a lot of companies went, probably not going to get so many people there. Mm -hmm. And it's a big commitment. And therefore, I think they started backing out very early on. For example, Six Hour pulled out three months before the the event itself. And uh, as a consequence, from somebody who's just there as an attendee, yeah, the experience is pretty good. Um, you weren't jostling in the aisles. You actually got to spend some actual quality time with people in the booths. You weren't running from meeting to meeting. And although some of the bigger players weren't there, you got to spend time with some of the smaller guys who, yeah, uh, some some of which who had some innovative products out there. Yeah, our producer Rich is giving me a thumbs up. He said he had a great time. He said it was really 
Uh, he, he also said that foot traffic was way down, uh, apparently, but uh, but you know that it maybe allowed for better conversations, so people weren't so slammed. What what was the goal for Recoil for you visiting as a as a you know representative of Recoil? What was your main goal for going to a shot show? Main goal is always to seek out the newest and the most innovative and the the cool just the coolest stuff. And um, some of that, is, some of the, the, the product launches, they kind of go below the radar because if you're not having uh, the multi-million dollar marketing budget, uh, and if you're not a Six Hour, if you're not a Beretta, if you're not a Smith & Wesson, then a lot of your product announcers might get drowned out in the hubbub. Whereas if we can go in there and, and look in individual booths and some of the smaller i love going in the basement down in short and i'm sure you you guys love it also um but when you go down there and you find this guy who's been maybe working on something in his garage for five years and is finally ready to show it to, to the public and you go yeah that's kind of cool man and in other, in other instances it's kind of you know, what the hell were you thinking <laughs> uh it's that's just kind of cool man it's just, it's just it's one of those things where it's where everybody gets together in the gun industry at one time, at one place, and uh, you get to spend time with people who have the same amount of passion as you do. How Now, Springfield, now, don't they have like a new bullpup? Were you able to take a look at that? Yeah, they do. I actually have it in the truck with me right now. <laughs> wow. And, uh, <laughs> how do you, I was going to say, how do you like it? Apparently, you like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I slung a bullpup for about a decade uh, in, the service of a, in the service of Her Majesty's government. And so I'm fairly... Fairly, you know, tuned up to that pitfalls, shortcomings, and, and the benefits of, of having a, a shrunken gun like that. What was the? Uh, what was that one? Was your? Was that a Steyr Aug? Is that what you used? No, 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 no. I, I had the uh, the the bastard stepchild of everybody else's uh, second or third generation uh, five five six platforms. I had the L eighty five, and uh, so I got to experience the, a lot of the bad points. What are, what's a bad a good point? So for a bullpup design, because they're getting real popular, right? The Tavor, and then even mm -hmm. like KSG's got their shotgun that's a bullpup. You know, Springfield's got this new one. So without being model specific, in general, yep. what would you? What did you find in your experience as a disadvantage of using a bullpup design? Um, the, the majority of bullpups won't allow you to shoot them off the left shoulder. So if you're trying to break cover and engage your target around the left hand of uh, cover as a as a right-handed shooter, about uh, 60-75% of the bullpups won't allow you to do that. Certainly in the case of the SA-80, if you try to shoot off the left shoulder, then you end up spitting ex approximately half of your teeth out um, <laughs> because it has a reciprocating charging handle on the right-hand side, and that just, I it's, see. it's a nightmare to do that. Uh, other guns, um, some of the other bullpups out there will allow you to. Uh, the Springfield Hellion does allow you to shoot it off the left shoulder without modification. So that that's a big plus. Um, and as far as other you know, generic advantages of shooting bullpups, you get a 16-inch barrel or greater in the same amount of size overall as a 10.3-inch SBR. So you're not giving up any ballistic advantage out of the gun, and you end up with a very short, compact package, which is great, for example, if you're working around vehicles. I have, now, have you put the Springfield through its pace? I don't want to. I don't want to steal any thunder. I'm sure you guys are going to do a great review, but have you put it through its paces yet? Yeah, yeah. I've actually beat the snot out of it, and I uh, started off. Uh, I actually managed to shoot it over in Croatia in its full auto uh, setup, 
with the Croatian SF. Yeah. And uh, those guys like it. And they've had it in service now for about seven, eight years. Oh. And so that's one of the things I always do is, if it were possible, is to talk to end users who actually used it in, uh, in, in real world situations. And they get, those guys really like it. And there's been really no complaints. Well, that's why and, uh, your, your, your point about a bullpup in general, that's why it's interesting. You know, usually people, you know, there's this, well, it's shorter and you can take corners, you know, some of the obvious reasons that bullpups mm-hmm. are good. Um, but you got to actually use it to know that hey, you're going to get smacked in the face if you try to if you try to use it with your you know left handed. You know that's something that's it seems like that's something they're not going to put on the sales sheet. That's something you got to know when you're right. out in the field <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buy this gun. Oh, by the way, make sure your dental plan's up to date. <laughs> yeah. Really. So uh, what's coming up for Requel? You guys got any anybody? What's your what's your uh, your latest issue? Or you got any interesting uh, interviews or, or features or anything? Yeah, well, actually, we have the that Springfield Hellion bullpup on the cover uh, on this issue, uh, which is it, we say it's been a fun gun. It's been definitely a fun gun to to, to review. And then other stuff we're working on, sort of long term. Um, we're doing a lot more in the world of uh, of night vision. And we've got a few really cool hunts coming up this year as well. Uh, for example, some of us are going to be taking Cessna 170s into the middle fork of the Salmon River and hunting elk out of rafts there. Jeez. Um, and, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. How did yeah, that? Tell me about that. How did that happen? In, yeah. How did that transpire? Uh, it, <laughs> it was kind of a bet. You know, it's a bet you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <you can. laughs> That sounds great. Are you, are you guys all uh, hunters, or is this a first time experience for many of you? Or no, the majority of us are, are hunters. Um, it's like the majority of us are all uh, former service as well. Yeah, and so we try and bring that perspective into stuff that we write about. And uh, you have to be careful when you're hiring guys in. Obviously, in that you do want different perspectives, but uh, there's also a sort of commonality of okay, you need to be able to you know, live in the field and you need to be able to shoot to a certain level of confidence. And uh, writing, yeah, we can teach that and we can edit that, but uh, you have to have that, that basic level of, of confidence when it comes to firearms. That's awesome. Um, okay, so where do people, if people want a, we actually, on our website, we give a, uh, a deal on, on, you don't even have to be a member. We just believe so much in your, in your magazine. We, we love you guys so much. That you get a little bit of a discount if you uh, if you sign up on on our website. But where do they? What is the Recoil website? Where do they find you guys if they want more information and they want to see what Recoil is all about? Uh, RecoilWeb.com uh, is where you'll find a lot of our digital content and certainly uh, um, both our digital written content and also some of our videos on Recoil TV because uh, we have our own video platform because we didn't want to be kowtowing to the likes of YouTube. Yep, we're on that platform too, so you can you can check us out on on uh, Recoil's platform. Um, you know, part of the, what we try to do is build the community, and I got to tell you, Recoil Magazine is the magazine of the gun community. You guys do such a great job, and we're so so happy to be uh, to partner with you guys in every way we can. And I really appreciate your time, Ian. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Don't All right, for, man. Don't forget to invite him to the desert, or he'll cry <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. February 19 is Arizona's 2A rally. Some of the speakers include friends like John Correa, Chris Chang, Ashley Lubinsky, and Ursula Williams. Dave Ryder is next to talk about the event. Uh, it's not. It's Mike Sullivan. But oh. that's okay. Yep. You just you just corrected me. He literally. You should see the look. <laughs> on his you should in see the look on Rich's face right now. Not he is ready. Seconds to ago. Smack me. <laughs> you're thinking Mike about Sullivan. Going, you're thinking about going to the desert. Mike Sullivan is next to talk about the event. But first, we are so <laughs> proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a ten ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of two A advocates, offer elite self defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors, and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Join them today. Members get great prices and free shipping. You can learn a whole lot more by going to nationalconcealedcarryassociation.com. Hey, we got Mike Sullivan on the line. Mike Sullivan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. How are you this afternoon? Fantastic. Um, so tell us about the uh, the rally. So the uh, rally is on uh, Saturday, February 19th. It's from 10 to 2. We, we call it the, uh, the Second Amendment Rally, Celebrate and Protect the Second Amendment. So we have a big gathering down at the Arizona State Capitol, and it's kind of like a, uh, you know, an outdoor festive you know, big open air fair where we have a lot of things going on. We have a lot of great speakers this year, as you guys have mentioned a few. Uh, we've got plenty of things for the families to do. There's a kids Patriot park with games. We give away free gun locks to the parents. So there's really something for everybody down there. And it's, it's kind of a rally to one, celebrate our right to keep and bear arms and two, get people involved in what is a fight to keep that right. And it's, it's ongoing and it's going to continue. Now, why do you, now you say that, but this is Arizona. Everybody I talk to in California says, oh, I'm moving to Arizona because they have gun rights and we don't have gun rights. And, you know, I'm going to the land of the free and nothing bad ever happens in Arizona with I can own any gun I want. And you guys are all suckers for staying in California. Yeah, well, you know, I used to live in California and we could have said that about California 30 or 40 years ago and look where we're at. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge here as well. Yes, we do. Uh, I, I think we've been voted at least five or six years in a row, Guns and Ammo Magazine, most gun-friendly state for gun owners. So we do enjoy that, um, that freedom, but it's a, it's a battle. We have a very close uh, uh, mixture now in the, both houses of the legislature here. One house is one vote and the other is two. So that's all it really takes to flip this thing the other way. So we've, we've always got to be on guard over this this complete issue. Interesting. Is there anything – so it's really just Arizona-based. It's not necessarily a, uh, a national uh, um, thing. It's just a, hey, us here in Arizona, we gotta, we got to be diligent. Yeah, primarily that's our, you know, that's our target audience is for folks in Arizona. But we do pull a few people in from Southern California. We've got some folks that come out from New Mexico – uh, we even got a guy that drives down from Denver every year. So mm. everybody's welcome to come, but primarily what we're going to talk about and a lot of the speakers that are local will talk about are going to be Arizona 
kind of based uh, legislative things that may or may not be going on at this point. But certainly everybody's welcome, and there's there's lots of things to learn, especially if you're new. As we know, there's depends on what number you look at. There's between eight and fifteen million new gun owners in the country over the last few years. So I'm sure Arizona has their fair share of those folks, and we invite them out to you know join the join the community. Is there a particular proposal that you guys are afraid of right now, or is there something that passed last year that you want to reverse? No, they're all they're always the same ones. Um, there's always you know I I think the number is somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred bills drop every year during our legislative session here, which is mid-January to, you know, late April, early May. And it's, it's the same gun bills that you see everywhere else. Every single year, they're dropped. The high-capacity magazines, the ban the AR-15s, um, you know, gun licensing schemes, you know, all the same stuff that is passed in, in a lot of states like California. And those bills drop every single year. And we fight them every single year, and we've been successful doing that, and that's what we need to continue to do. All the same, they're never going to stop. It's all the same stuff that's passed in California that has had no effect on crime. Zero. Zero. It hasn't had any effect anywhere. Isn't that crazy? Why, it, it, you know, if why do they keep doing this stuff? Because it's not about uh, safety and it's not about crime, is it? Boy, you're asking the wrong guy on that. I, I couldn't get inside some of these people's heads if you if you paid me. It's just I don't understand it either. But every year we we hear the same old reasons for why they're why they're restricting lawful gun owners. Why lawful gun owners have to be restricted in order to keep everybody safe? It's just absolutely ludicrous. And just to give everybody an idea, I mean, you know, the last presidential election, you guys went blue. We did. So it's this and is a realistic. It's a very realistic possibility. And when I say go blue, uh, you voted for Biden, who and Biden is was, is an extremist when it comes to uh, being anti-gun. So this it's a very real possibility. That, you know, really in a general election, the majority of people who live in Arizona decided to vote for a, a world leader, their own world leader, who is an extremist when it comes to anti-gun policy. So that that you know this this is not just a. Uh, you know, an exercise in, in you know, having a, a good time at the Capitol. You guys really have some hard work ahead of you. Absolutely. And you're you're absolutely right. And, and not only did the did the vote go to Biden, but we also put Mark Kelly in as our, yeah. our second Democratic senator, which is the first time in over 30 years we've had two Democratic gun controlling senators. And if your audience isn't familiar with Mark Kelly, He's the husband of uh, former state representative Gabby Giffords, who was wounded in a 2011 uh, shooting in, uh, you know, in Tucson. And they've been on the uh, gun control bandwagon ever since with the Giffords Law Institute. They come up with the craziest uh, laws and issues that are on the books. And this guy is now representing Arizona as a United States senator. Yeah, Mark's, so, Mark's an extremist and a zealot and, and frankly, is dangerous to your Second Amendment rights. He he is, and we have an opportunity to take him out this year because he was only he was only voted in for the two year term to fill John McCain's vacated seat. So he's up again for election in 2022, and we need to put a, a Second Amendment supporting you know gun gun owners rights guy in that seat. He's an astronaut too. Well, you right? know that's he's he's out there. That's for sure. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
do, do you guys have a candidate ready to go or are you still you, everybody's still looking or how's that how's that going i think there's a few of them out there i don't know what the last the last count i saw there's got to be about tw- a dozen of them in the race so we'll we'll see when they start really getting you know down to the you know to the meat and potatoes of it but there's three or four really good candidates that that we would we would support and that are going to support you know good good gun laws and you know not support anything that is going to hurt lawful gun owners so which speaker are you looking forward to uh hearing the most is there somebody on the on the guest list that you can't wait to hear yeah i'm really looking forward to hearing stephen wilford um yeah. uh, Williford, Williford, yeah. he is the gentleman that um in if you remember um yep. Uh, what was it? Springs, Texas, whatever. Uh, oh, something Springs, Texas, and the, the yeah, church. Yeah, he, he. There was a church uh, shooting there a couple of three years ago. Um, I guess a couple of dozen people were killed. There were about fifty or sixty in the church at the time. He actually got the attention of the gunmen who came out, and uh, you know, shots ensued then. And then he actually chased this guy down. Yeah, he put an end to it with an AR-15. He did, and um, his story. If you read his his uh, account of that day, his, his story is just incredible. He's just an average Joe that was trained and knew how to use his weapon and was prepared and did what he had to do to save who knows how many people. <clears throat> if he hadn't interrupted this this nutcase shooting up that church. Well, it sounds like a good event. How many people do you expect to show? So we usually get somewhere between 2,500 and 4,000 people down there. It, it just depends. Um, we had probably closer to the 4,000 there in 2020 than last year, still being in the middle of you know some COVID issues. We probably had about 2,500. Um, I think people are done with the whole COVID thing now for the most part. They're just tired of it. So I'm expecting to be on the higher side of it for the 2022 event. So, okay, you're going to have thousands of people there. And by the way, if, if you want to show, you just show, right? You don't have to register or anything like that. You just show up. Nope. You can just show up if you want to take a look at our website, which is 2ARallyAZ.com. 2A, tell you. 2ARallyAZ.com. Yep, number two, then a rallyaz.com i think maybe and me now, and uh, me and action jackson and, and dave should go on a road trip to arizona and go to a 2a rally what do you think jackson absolutely you guys are more than welcome we'd love to have you come out we'll, we'll get you in the motorcycle parade you ever been in a motorcycle parade jackson no but i'd like to be in one yeah <laughs> who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be in one it's a lot of fun we usually have somewhere around 100 bikes we we roll in making all the noise on the Harleys, and that's what uh, kicks off the rally. So it's it's a good time. The kids really love it when the motorcycles show up. So you're going to have thousands of people there, and that's great. But what are what's the plan for taking those thousands of people and making sure that they're active going into the election cycle? So there's a number of things we do. Um, one of our big supporters here is the Arizona Citizens Defense League. So they're, they are the, you know, the NRA of Arizona as far as, or the gun owners of Arizona as far as the, they're in the fight every single day down at that legislature, pushing for, you know, stopping the bad bills and getting the good bills passed. So we have a big push to get people to sign up because they have an incredible system 
where you can literally sit on your computer at home in your pajamas and talk to your legislators during the session when these bills are coming up for votes. So it can't get any easier than that. So we're trying to get more and more people recruited to, at a minimum, activate so that they can they can touch their legislators from the comfort of their own home. They don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to go to a meeting. They just they just show up on, and, and do it on their computer. All right, folks. Hey, it's good having you on. All right, folks. Hey, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right. Hey, clean, lube, protect your guns faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is also natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. And are you tired of smelling like a gas station after cleaning your gun? Well, try Seal One. Ask word by name at your local gun shop. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. Clean your guns faster and better with Seal One. Seal One's good stuff. I really do like it. I know you do. I've come around. Uh, I noticed didn't you're take using me long. it as aftershave. Use it as aftershave. Um, it's pretty good for <laughs> hair gel, and I also brush my teeth with it, Jackson. Uh, oh, my God. What do, you think, <laughs> what do you think about that? Would you brush your teeth with it? With Seal One? Gross. Especially for a gun cleaner. <laughs> you don't think so? I'm uh, not for sure saying. you would. Sometimes I put it on toast, too. Yeah, with avocado. A little avocado and some seal one. Oh, yeah, everybody know. likes avocado. You don't like avocado toast yeah, with seal one? Yeah, well, what's wrong with avocado? Well, technically, I've never tried it, but I think I would like it. No, you would love it. We just know you would. Still. Got to have an open mind. All right. Our uh, segment here is, there you go. There's a sample right there of seal one. There you one. go. Yeah. You put yeah. it on your avocado toast. See what you think. <laughs> so, uh, or brush your teeth with it. Whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. put it in your hair. Yeah, with your new uh, with your new uh, lightning bolts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, uh, our most most popular and favorite segment is stump my nephew. My nephew Sam is extremely good at gun trivia, and we discovered that a few years ago. He's now at the ripe old age of twenty two and has uh, an extremely winning record. We always try to stump him. If we use your, if you write in and we use your question, we'll give you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, we'll have a very special prize for you that we haven't determined yet. So, because uh, <laughs> we're not doing the front side memberships anymore, yeah, you're all grumpy. you get a signed, you'll get a you'll, you'll get a free. Here's what you get: you'll get a free ticket, two tickets to Gun Prom on June 18th. You'll get uh, a signed picture of Action Jackson and, and Chase. What do you think of that? Yeah, there you go with the with the with the finger guns. I like it. And you'll get uh, you'll get to have uh, a free Denny's spaghetti dinner with yours truly, Michael A. Schwartz. Now that that's a special package. And he'll buy. I'll and, buy. And he'll buy. That's a special package right there. I'm, I got to tell you. All right. Um, what? So, Sam, you there? Yeah. How are you guys? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I forget if we asked you. Do you? you no, no. We did. We asked you last week. You're a Hoppies guy. You haven't used the CO1 yet, have you? No, I haven't used the Seal One yet. All right, we're gonna send you. We'll some, send you some. We're gonna send you some Seal One. Have you use it? See what you think. 
Um, I think you'll like it. I think I use uh, I use break free CLP on handguns, but I'll have to give this seal one stuff a try. I got to tell you, especially the break. I think it's way better than break free. Um, I think you're really, really going to like it way better. Um, and it smells better. I was going to say, how's the smell? <laughs> it's yeah, break-free smells terrible, especially when it's burning off. That's part of why I don't use it on long guns. Dude, I got to say, so uh, you might like this stuff. Then. Dwight from Seal One, he'll probably, I don't know, he'll 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 probably smack me when he sees me next when I say this. But I scrub the heck out of my Glock with the Seal One, and then I run it under scalding hot water. Can you believe that? And it comes out so clean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how you're supposed to do it, but man, it works. If it works, it works. Right, Jackson? Jackson's not going to believe Yeah. That. Yeah, there I'm, you go. Thanks for, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Thanks for the backup on that. All right, Jackson's got your question. Go for it. Let her, let her rip. Right. Tony from Santa Monica yep. asks, what is... The nickname for the Colt Single Action Armor. Armor. Army. Colt army. Single Action Army. No. And what did you, and before you answer, Sam, what did you think it was, Jackson? You had a theory. Sam. Well, don't, don't tell me what you think it is because no. if it's the same as what I say it is, then it'll be a little less. You're right. Impressive. All right. Roll. Go ahead. But before we tell you whether it's right, we're going to get Jackson. He had a good theory. I liked it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, who was it who wrote in again? What was his name? Tony from Santa Monica. Tony from Santa Monica. Thanks very much for writing in, Tony. Um, now, as far as I'm aware, the most popular nickname for the Colt Single Action Army was the Colt Peacemaker, um, and it was uh, one of the one of the most popular revolvers they made. It almost single-handedly uh, propelled the company to great success and renown. Nice. All right. And what was your what was your theory? You had a good theory, well thought out theory. I thought it was saw because sometimes the C makes the S sound, and the S is right next to the C, and you got two A's. I, I got to tell you, it's it's. I thought it was that's solid logic. Um, unfortunately, that's not right, Jackson. Uh, but that's okay. I still yeah. really like it. Uh, the peacemaker is absolutely correct. You got it right, Sam. One of the most famous revolvers of the American Wild West. This firearm was also known as the Colt 45 or the Peacemaker. The revolver had no controversial safety. No, excuse me. The revolver had no conventional safety, so in theory, a round could be discharged if the hammer was to receive a hard blow. As a precaution, one chamber was often left empty while the revolver was being carried in order to avoid an accidental discharge. Do you know that, Sam? I, I learned that uh, just a couple years ago. Do you know that about the empty chamber? Yeah, you'll hear some old-timers still talk about doing that with revolvers, um, especially with older revolvers that have a firing pin built into the hammer instead of a modern, um, a more modern design. But uh, a lot of revolvers, well, almost all the revolvers you see these days have some kind of a half-cock position. Yeah. So if you're really, really concerned about carrying on a loaded chamber, then you can just drop the hammer to half-cock, or rather you can cock it to half cock and you're you're perfectly safe or you can carry a semi-auto i actually have a colt uh peacemaker it was manufactured it was a it's a commemorative edition that was manufactured i think in like 1990 um and it has a it they by that time had implemented a, a half cock position so that basically so if i get this right the uh the hammer isn't sitting on the actual cartridge so when you're riding your horse and it starts bouncing around it won't just go off and give you another hole in your leg there, right? 
Is that the idea? Exactly. That's what the half cock is for. So it sits off the bullet about, a, I don't know, half a millimeter or something like that, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, and uh, makes it to where it's not actually connected to the cartridge, right? Right. Have you shot a uh, Peacemaker? I have not shot a uh, Peacemaker. Um, I, I'm familiar with the manual of arms. Uh, in fact, if any of you out there listening have a Ruger Wrangler or a um, Heritage Rough Rider, you have something which very closely simulates a Colt single-action army, just a lot smaller. Um, those have the exact same mechanics and control scheme, but I have not shot a Colt single-action army. Well, you got to come out to San Diego because your uncle happens to own one. Mm-hmm. You go to the range and we'll, uh, you can shoot a Peacemaker. How cool would that be? That would be pretty cool. Although, I'd, you know, if you wait too long, it's going to be a pacemaker. Hey! <laughs> Jackson liked that joke. Thank you, Jackson. Appreciate that, buddy. Hey, did you get what I sent you? Am I, are we allowed to talk about this? Did I get? Did you? Uh, did you get what I sent you in the mail? I did. And you want you want to talk about it? You want to chat about it, or, or, or another time? No. Uh, another time. Another time. All right. So be prepared to chat about it. I really want you to kind of talk about it, but maybe not next week, but uh, in, in, at some point, uh, I want you to give a little review and chat a little bit about it because it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I've got to take a trip to the range this uh, this upcoming week, and then we can talk. All right, excellent. Anything else exciting going on, man? No, nothing exciting is going on. The uh, supply situation is improving, at least on this side of the country. Um, I I don't know how things are over there, but things are just sort of gradually looking better in terms of the availability of firearms and ammunition. Good. Excellent. All right, man, good job. Got it right. Yet another victory under your belt. I don't have to have uh, spaghetti uh, dinner with anybody. (laughs) Jackson doesn't have to sign a, a, a headshot, so we're all good to go. Sally. Thanks, man. Well, glad to save you a plate of uh, Denny's spaghetti. And as <laughs> always, thanks very much for having me on. And uh, good night, everyone. All, all right, right buddy. Take care. See you next week. All right. So why don't we do a real quick uh, You Don't Know Jack, son. You Don't Know Jack, son. <laughs> what do you think uh, about that? You like that? Yeah. I always keep forgetting the last part. You like that last part? Yeah. Well, don't feel bad. He keeps forgetting it, too. <laughs> I was on a holiday break for five weeks. So. No, I'm kidding. Just, <laughs> yeah, I just well, because that's your name. Because the actual, it was, it was, the saying was, you don't know Jack, but you're Jackson, right? So Yeah. And we don't really know you that well. We want to get to know you better. So and what did, did you go shooting this week? Uh, not yet, but um, this coming Wednesday, I will. Yeah? What are you looking forward to most? Training with Thomas. Yeah, he's a good trainer, huh? Really? Yeah. Is there anything in particular? Now, you, do you pull from, from your holster before you shoot, or do you, you know what I mean? Do you actually uh, pull your, your gun from your holster and I, then shoot? That's how I usually do it with, like, my 9 mil twenty two. Do a quick draw? Yeah. Yeah, spin it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, shoot over your hip. Are you pretty pretty fast and accurate? Uh, yeah, did you he, see, he just did it. And you missed <laughs> yeah, it. I missed it. I you blinked. missed it. Show I him blinked. again. Oh, that was great. Yep, there it is. See, he did it again. <laughs> Kid's quick. Kid is quick. So are you better at speed or accuracy? Which one are you better at? You go both. real fast I, or you go real accurate? Just say both. I'd say 50-50 both. See? Yeah, you got to work on both. You don't want to miss really, really fast, right? You want to. Yeah. You don't ever miss, do you? Hardly. Yeah. <laughs> As long as you keep your eyes open. 
right? Well, I figured you went, you go really, really fast. You got the lightning bolts on the side of your head. Think now? you can outshoot yeah. him? You think you can outshoot Mike? Maybe. I'll bet you could. I bet he'll shoot over the target. Guns kind of scare me, so. Yeah, they scare him. He's not all that good at it. Guns are afraid of him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, awesome. We'll have fun shooting this week, and uh, great job on asking the question. Yeah. And uh, you're a wonderful co-host, my friend. And I expect you to have lightning bolts in your hair when you come back. Done. (laughs) Done. He'll hook you up. He knows how to do them. I know. Hey, folks, subscribe to our show on YouTube. And when you watch a video, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. And please support all our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Scott Vincent at Coldwell Banker Royalty Realty, Sage Street Web Development, National Concealed Carry Association, Seal One, and American Shooters in El Cajon. Thanks to Joe Jermisi, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, and wild man Brendan Thomas right here. Oh, and by the way, Bob Siegel's in the house. You don't want to touch that dial. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.